0: Hey, family, this is Javera Fitzbogle, and I am the creative director of the Detox Movement Global Ministries, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope that it blesses you. We hope that it challenges you. And we hope that it encourages you to see that God is moving in your life. So come grow with us and enjoy the message. I'm telling
1: y'all something, man. God is moving. And when you know that God is moving, one thing you gotta do is you gotta hop on the train. You understand what I'm saying? You can't the, I'm telling you, if the train starts moving, hop on the train. Because what's gonna happen is the train's gonna keep going. You know what I'm saying? The train's gonna keep moving, whether or not you choose to hop on the train. I tell you, we're going from glory to glory. We started this concept in our miracle series, and we've seen God evolve it. We've seen God move it. We think God transformed what it looks like to start something in. Hey, let me tell y'all something. This is the first time, and y'all, whoever is here with us tonight, everyone who's in the room, God literally has done something that is, our kids consider this a miracle. Because sometimes we don't want God to do certain things in our lives. And we're like, you know what? I'm not really willing to give it up. I'm not, I don't really want to let go of it. I don't really want to step into the thing that I know God is telling me to do. But sometimes when you release that desire to have other things, God can then take what you have, take what you're working with, and use it for His glory to even greater things. And so we started this Bible study like, man, how many weeks ago now? I think about 18 18 weeks ago, we started this Bible study, and this is our third series. I don't know how amazing that is, that is amazing. This shows that God is with us. We believe that God shows His fruits in us and through us when He's doing things in His children. And the Bible says that the signs shall follow them that believe. I believe that with my whole heart. So when God calls you to do something, there will always be signs. And those signs will follow them that believe. So if you're joining us today, welcome all across the world. I know we have people that were in the Bahamas with us. We have people in South Africa a couple weeks ago. I mean, God has been doing stuff in this ministry. And it's such a blessing that we. Happy to tell me everything when we can share to word out with you guys. So I wanted to just take a moment, and I want to do a real health check with everybody and see how everybody's doing. If you're joining us, wherever you're joining us from, and if you're in the house, listen. We want to connect with you. Put in the comment section one word or one emoji. One word or one emoji to explain how you're feeling. You. We definitely want to hear from you. One word or one emoji. And if you're in here, if you're in here. If you're in you probably can't put like one word or one emoji now. because I mean I won't be able to think your how you're but you can definitely throw a smile up if you're in the building. I like to smile, but the smile's always tell you how somebody's doing. When nobody smiles, you're like, oh, doing like, how are you really feeling? So super glad. We're so glad to have you. If it's your first time, welcome. We encourage you to send us a message if it's your first time. A message to detox Tammy, and she will definitely get connected. We want to get connected with you guys. We need prayer, community. We are building something here special. We just want to connect and grow with people. We believe that God is doing something amazing in that. So, with all that being said, we have just started our new series last week called "In Secure." I mean, last week we came to next. Can see next in the room. I'm going to chop these next down tonight. Can't see next in the comment section. But what I do know is that if you think that God wants you, He might come for your neck tonight. And I believe that God is do something amazing in this series Insecure. And what this series is about is where we are literally coming to a place where we can take the things that cause us to be insecure and replace them with the security of God. We believe that God is. The encompassing form of what security is, and as we grow to know who He is, that that form of security is what we pull onto, is what we reach into. God, you are our security. Jesus, you are our security. Even though I might feel insecure in a certain area of my life, God, you are my security. You know, I don't feel good about my parents. You know, I'm a couple pounds with God, I'm feeling insecure, but God is the form of our security, and you allow Jesus into your life. He becomes your security. So today we're gonna to be we're gonna be reading from Judges chapter six. Judges chapter six. And if you were here with us last week, we dive into Judges chapter six. Some people came out a little bit shorter because they came to their necks. They lost their next in the process. But I'll tell you something, God really wants us to understand what it means to be in a place of security. Security has robbed us, has robbed our generation. Have robbed the people across the world when they feel like they cannot do what God wants them to do, primarily because of insecurity. We're reading from Judges chapter six. Judges chapter six. Now we're gonna jump three times. This is probably the first time that we did a jumping scripture where we want to jump from one verse to the next to the next, but I want to paint a picture for you guys, and we're gonna start our reading from Judges chapter six. I'm going to read from verse 33 to verse 40. Judges chapter 6, verses 33 to 40. God, welcome. Whoever's coming in online, I can see you on the screen behind you. Just know that I'm with you, guys. Thank you so much for being here. And we're so excited as to what God is doing today. Judges chapter 6, verse 33. I'm going to read you from 33 to verse 40. So it says, now soon afterwards the armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east formed an alliance against Israel and crossed the Jordan, camping in the valley of Jezreel. Then the spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. He blew a ram's horn, and as he called the arms, and the men of the clans around him all came to him. Verse 35, he also sent messengers throughout Manasseh. And Dudulum and Naphtali. So many of the warriors and all of them responded. Verse 56, then Gideon said to God, If you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel as you promised, put it to me this way. I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. If the fleece is wet, that's crazy, with the dew in the morning, with the dew comes, let that feast, the fleece, be wet, but the ground be dry. Then I will know that you are going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. And that it was just, and this is not exactly just what happened. When Gideon got up early the next morning, he squeezed the fleece and wrung out a whole bowl full of water. You did mm. Then Gideon said to God, please don't be angry with me. But let me make one more place. Oh my God, who's God? Please don't be angry with me. Let me use, let me use the fleece for one more test. This time, let the fleece remain dry while the ground around it is wet with dew. So that night God did as Gideon asked. The fleece was dry in the morning, but the ground was covered with dew. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for another day, another opportunity to experience your grace, your love, and your mercy. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we know you are faithful to do what you set out to do in us. So, God, I just pray in the name of Jesus that whatever good work you are doing in this room, online, through social media, God, that you will bring it to completion in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that every person in here and online that has ears to hear, Father, let them listen. And to those who have ears that cannot hear, Father, unclog their ears so they can see you clearly. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would speak in this moment to us individually and collectively in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So tonight is a very important night. We're going to dive into a very interesting topic. But this topic, if you can write it down, this message is called. Passing security. Passing security. I believe that this really does have a lot of weight to it. Because one thing I do understand is that God is very meticulous in what He chooses to do in us. That God really desires to do a work in us, but sometimes when we function from a place that's not secure in Christ, what ends up happening is God begins to move without us. He says, okay, son, my daughter, listen, I want to do something in your life, but unless you allow me to do it in your life, it's not going to happen. But a lot of us can relate in this moment where you feel like God might be telling you to do something. You think you might have heard him. You're not too sure, but you're like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I don't have the confidence that it's God. I'm going to read, starting in Judges chapter 6, verse 12, just this one verse, as we tag along to what we started talking about last week. Last week we dived into this topic of Gideon, who Gideon was as a man of God, and we learned that Gideon was insecure. He was insecure with his fear at this particular time. The millionites were coming in to take take Israel out because Israel was acting a fool. Israel was acting a fool. They were insane. They lived like they wanted to live. They did not care. And had no regrets. They were living on their side. They were living on their best side. And so Israel felt like, you know what? We can do whatever we want because no people that God saw what they was doing and was like, listen, I don't like what I see. So God makes to make change. some changes. What God chose to do, instead of going in and destroying them like He did, like He did before, like He could have done, He said, You know what? I'm gonna send an answer. In the same way that Jesus saw that man was unredeemable when he sin, he said, You know what? Instead of just wrapping it all together, lighting our man in front of a new type of creation, I'm gonna redeem what's broken and I'm gonna restore it. And what God chose to do was he chose to send his son Jesus. So God sent Himself to redeem a situation that was unredeemable. And I want you to know tonight that what God often will do on this earth, He will often use people to do what He wants to do on this land, to restore anything that seems unredeemable. And what He willing to do is say, you know what? I'm going to pick somebody. Somebody, somebody, I'm going to pick you because I want for you to do something that's undoable. A billion, told you that you can't do this without me, but I just want to do this through you. So what God does, He does the same thing He did with Jesus. He sent Jesus to do something that was undoable, and often God will send you to do something that someone else can't do. And so Jesus, excuse me, God noticed that Israel was in a place where they needed redemption, and He chose to send a man named Gideon, what we spoke about last week. And Gideon was chilling. He was in the fields. He was out doing stuff. He was hiding in his insecurity. Y'all, wasn't here. Go back and listen to that next. He was hiding in his fear against the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord visited him and was like, hey, yo, hey, yo, Gideon. in man, uh, listen. Uh, so God wants to do something here, right? But uh, I need to know if you're willing to do it. He visits him under the tree. And in that particular moment, we see that this was a result of what the conversation was between Gideon and the angel of the Lord. In verse 12, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. I want to ask you a very important question tonight. We see in this text that Gideon was confronted by an angel. We see also in Judges 6.22, it says when Gideon realized that the angel of the Lord was he, he cried out, "Oh sovereign Lord, I'm doomed. Why? Because he did not recognize that the angel of God was standing right in front of him. The question I want to ask you guys today is this. When God's word comes to you in your life, will you recognize who that word is? We see that Gideon was in a place where he did not know who the first was. Nothing he didn't recognize who he was, not by 26, 22. But so when you recognize who somebody is, you say, Oh, hey, you know, Because I recognize you. You say, Oh, you're not recognize you recognize me. Because I recognize you. He had no relationship you know, with the angel and knowing who he was. But when he saw that he was like this, he speaking of this very important point. God will visit you in ways that you don't often recognize. Sometimes God will throw up in and look just like a person. You like, looks good. Where I mean, are out here wearing NASA. You know what I'm saying? What's happening with you? You don't even know that God's standing right there in front of you. He's like, listen, they're going to apple bottom Jesus. What's happening? It's And you don't even recognize them. being sensitive to the Spirit is the foundation of security. When you're not sensitive to the Spirit, it becomes difficult to feel that God is doing something in your life. Right the yeah. point down. following the voice of security is to recognize whose voice it is. If you cannot recognize the voice of security, you will not realize that God is standing right in front of you. When God comes and he stands right in front of you, the person is will you recognize who he is? I've been in countless situations in my life where I'm going to realize that someone was right in front of my face, and I'm standing there like, "Yo, what you want from me?" I'm broken, I'm going through something, you do you don't know what I'm going through. Now, all you're doing is you standing right here, I'm standing right here. You see the difference? I read this story one time. Story was about this man, poor man. He was extremely poor. Did not know. It was like whatever. Turn around. He was on the streets, and as he was standing there, a man came up to him and said, "Hey, man, uh, I got some money. How much do you want?" The man said to him, "You know what? Give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. i will be out on the streets all day, man. I don't know where to go. Just give me a dollar. Because if you can give me a dollar, you know what? I can get something to eat." The man looks at him and says, "That all you want?" He says, "Yeah." He says, "All right, cool. Okay." Uh, let me get a dollar. And he gave him a dollar. And did you know that man doesn't get that dollar. The man ended up walking away. And when he walked away, he said to me, you know, I don't know why this man didn't ask me for more. I'm a multi millionaire. It's amazing. How people will not pass unless they know what's in front of them. If you knew that God was standing right in front of you, wouldn't you have something to say? When you have on in the the Bible says here that the angel of the Lord appeared to him in verse 6, Judges chapter 6, verse 22. says He didn't even know who was that He didn't ask the right question. Finding mean, the voice of security is to recognize who that voice is. What does the face of God look like? Because it's interesting to know that the angel of the Lord came to Gideon. In the form of a person. Now the Bible doesn't say it was the form of a person, but we can suspect that if someone came up to Gideon and Gideon talked to him like it was normal, that he looked like a normal person. He looked like somebody he probably wears he had all you know, sense of bad. I got bad right now. He probably had a bad mom. And so he probably put up and was like, you know, he was like this. He was like, "Oh, you know, bitch, you're Good." I think, "You know, it's kind of hot in the midnight. You know, they're out here sacking our food. Life is hard in these streets." was the third There wasn't no streets there. That's the point. The point was he didn't recognize who he was, and because he didn't recognize who he was, he could not ask the right questions. The voice of God sometimes come in different forms and ways. Sometimes the voice of God will come, but every time it comes, it has face. Write this down. The voice of God has a face. But if you don't recognize it, you don't communicate with it. So the voice of God comes into this place. He comes in the form of an angel that has a face. But God came in the form of an angel who has a face. And Gideon didn't recognize the face. For he asked the right questions. When you understand the voice of God, you will recognize the face of security. We know this is true. Because God himself is security. God himself is security. But so if you don't recognize God, it's a clear indication as to why sometimes we live in insecurity. And so living in insecurity sometimes it indicates you don't know who God is or where God is or how things work, but relationships seem to be the quintessential component of this all Gideon didn't recognize the voice of God that came in the form of an angel so he felt insecure and in this particular text Gideon was living his life in fear because he wasn't expecting God to come and most of us don't expect God to come That he was too little under his Fear and his insecurity, as we talked about last week, but God visited him in the lowest place. What is insecurity? I'm to write this down. Go online write this down. What is insecurity? Insecurity is uncertainty or anxiety about oneself lacking confidence or lacking security. Insecurity is uncertainty or anxiety about oneself lacking confidence or lacking security. When you feel like you're insecure, you always lack security. You will always lack confidence. You will always feel like you can't do. Moses felt like he couldn't do. Samuel didn't know that he could do. Gideon, he said, man, I can't do this. I'm time talking about the last thing on what it felt, but the angel of God came to him and said, Gideon, go with the strength you have." I was last in mess, so listen to it. It'll help you to understand love, what more we're talking about here. And so we dive in. I want you to jump down with me to verse 17. It's very important. I'm about this. Verse 17 says, Then Gideon replied, If you truly are going to help me, he's having a conversation with God. He doesn't know that it's God, but he's having that conversation. He says, Well, if you truly are going to help me, so the sign.'" Mm. To prove that it really is the Lord speaking to me. Let me stop here for a few minutes. Because I'm going to let everybody in the eye. I'm going to look right in the camera. Okay? I wish you could zoom, but you know, not is busy right now. I realized something. Let me do one of question. Getting reply, the veil replied, and put your name. It's so here powerful about this, it, it teaches us that this is not an, 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 an My word, it's not um, an exception of anybody. Atheists say, or all atheist-like concept, right? They say, "Show me a sign." And then, if you see religion and you believe in God, we graduate from "show me a sign" and so prove yourself, God. because you or so prove yourself, Don't so or prove yourself. So if you do to come that, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it. So he says to the angels now, don't you find in verse 17 to prove that you really is you, God speaking to me, because you know what? We like confirmation. We all like to feel and know that you know God is speaking to me, so he's gonna really give me a sense of confidence right now. I need know if you God give me the time To recognize God's voice in your life is to recognize when God is moving. If you cannot recognize God's voice, you will never be able to identify when God is. To be moving in your life, it doesn't mean that God is not moving. It means you can't recognize, him. and the problem is not being able to recognize. is you that know, when God is moving, you get story and you don't realize that God is actually moving. It's like yo, God, you know, I was milk drinking cereal the material. go. but all of a sudden two people rolls up and they got milk in the in the door. You know, oh, you know, I've to pay. Oh, see, you're a good God. What ends up happening a lot with, uh, with many of us, is we're paying for things, that God is already working out. when mm. so we can't intensify if God is moving, we lose security. We lose faith. Let me just point out. This is so important. Oh, my God. Or have faith in God is to have the power of security that you're looking for. Because when you have faith in God, faith, the Bible says, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things like not seen. Faith actually produces the substance that you need to hope, even though you can't see that God moving. So we have faith. That's because even though we don't know that God is moving. So when we recognize that God is moving, we have faith in him which gives us security. I'm going somewhere with this. Very, very important. I'm going somewhere with this. I think it's important to know 1st chapter 3. Run with me because I don't run of time, but I want to really paint this picture. This is very important. If you don't recognize God is speaking to you, you're going to miss everything that we're talking about here tonight. 1st Samuel chapter 3. Verse 1 to 10. I'm gonna read quickly, but stay with me. It's about Samuel. And Samuel, he was Samuel's ten. If you all read the Bible, read about Samuel. And Samuel, he's not gonna do it. Like, man, you want to hear what God, who God is in your life? Go read on Samuel. Look at this. Samuel chapter 3. Verse 1 10, it says it, it says, <clears throat> And the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. <clears throat> there was not many visions. by so powerful. Okay? Verse 2 says here, Now, one night Eli, whose eyes were becoming weak, he was tired, that's what that means. He says that um, he could barely see, and when well, he was growing older and he was tired, excuse me, he was laying down in his usual place. This means when you're in a usual place, you're there so much that you know when something is regular. me. He says he was in a usual place for three. The lamp of God has not yet gone out, meaning it was late but not too late So when they're about to go to sleep. They sleep yet? Says, And while Samuel was laying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was, verse four, and the Lord called Samuel. That's what's your name? Every time we talk about Samuel, and the Lord called you. He said, you answered. Samuel answered, you, yes, am. And he heard something. Then Samuel answered, here I am, verse 5. And he ran to Eli, who was his master, and said, here I am. You called me, master. I heard something. Then he says here, but Eli answered, I did not call you. Go back, lay down. And so he went and laid down. Verse 6, again, the Lord called Samuel. The Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli. Why do you go Eli? Because he didn't know that the Lord was calling him. The Lord was calling Samuel, but he had no know what He said, okay, so he went there." He said, okay, so the Lord said, I did not call you. Go back to sleep. And Samuel says, okay, then the Lord called him again. And now Samuel did not yet know the Lord in verse 7. Then the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him, which is also verse 7. Write this point down. You know God's voice when he reveals himself to you. The reason why Samuel could not recognize God was because it wasn't revealed to him. And when God's not revealed to you, oh, be a good thing. I was like, well, why should I believe? I mean, you know, come down and have this if it so. It just doesn't make sense. And this is why people who don't know God they can't get it. They can't do it because it's still just been revealed. Everyone wants to run into the first. Why can you be raised in a like that? If you go back and read the story about the man of God, you still didn't know being the point of Look what happened. Verse 8 says, and the, the third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli, again, the master, and said, here I am, go with you go home me. I know you you. do, no play with me. I know how you get, you little roughy in the morning. It was you, what you need, man, what you need? And then, this is so good. He went to him. And Samuel went to Eli and said, Here I am, you call me. Then Eli realized, Eli, not Samuel, Eli realized that Samuel that the Lord was speaking to him. So he told him, uh, he said, Go back and lay down. And if he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Samuel went to lay down in this place. Verse 10 says, And then the Lord came and stood there. Jesus Come after me. God, he stood there, right? People thought like he was holding He was like, oh, look at you. <laughs> that was my friend, he was there like you're so cute in those sheets. You're so cute, right? There. He went and he stood there and said, Calling another time, he said, Samuel, Samuel, insert the name. Then Samuel said, Speak, Lord, your servant is lifting. Very, very important. At this moment, he knew it was God because it was revealed to him. God will reveal himself to us in different ways. If we choose to allow him to reveal himself to us, he will give us the clarity we need to accept his voice so we can understand what he wants to say. Like, this thing is so real, this ain't no game. This stuff is so real. But when we can reveal it is real because it doesn't make sense. Write this down. That's James, Samuel, and Eli. Later on being to toward God, But today you will receive. The power of brain is this understanding that God speaks to us today, the that He spoke to people that are sleeping. And a couple months ago, a couple years ago, back in another time, we are Jesus. And Jesus speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. This is so important, so important. Jump down with me from the time. I, I, I really can like get through all this. It's so important. Jump down with me to verse 33, to verse 34. Where it says here, you know, Then the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. This is so important. We understand what's going on. Gideon's like, yo, I need you to do something. Well, God was like this. We know God got to do same. but God was speaking to Gideon. And yo, i come with you to do, uh, very important, uh, the people upstate, Israel, Israel of Satan, that are big great Christian. Uh, so what I need you to do, just like I told Jonah to go, and I told Moses to go, and I told Abraham to go. I'm going to need you to go with the strength that you have. And he told me, so it's not okay. Then the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. And I this is really big for him. I don't know if y'all, you know what I'm saying, like, you all read my Bible, and I'll be like, I'll be big for him sometimes. Because of interesting to know that even though he was called with power, my God was still in school. He would answer Jordan's faith. He still didn't think God could move. Now, this is This how he When God clothed you with power, We're talking about the omnipotent, 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 omnipotent. Oh, all that money. of oh, God. If you're clothed like that, The thing that he had clothes by God, but he still had no security. How is this possible? What's this? God told Gideon to go with the strength that he had. And then he, um, he clothed him with power. Write this point down. God will cover you along the journey, not before. God will cover you along the journey, not before. There will be something so. there. He was still insecure. He was still in the fear that God couldn't do certain things in his life. He was still at his knees. He didn't know that God was going to cover him and move him. And he was still in a place of less confidence. He lacked security. Why? Because he will not force you to go, but it is will require you to go. Write this point down. He will not force you to go, but God will require you to go. And to go is different to everybody. He may call you to go in the business. He may call you to go in that health He may call you to go in the water. But whenever God tells you to go it's always a to what he's told you to do. When we told Gideon, like we talked last week, he said, go with the strength. God will send you and he'll never send you under equipped. Watch this. The power of God in that scripture only comes into play when we understand that what was happening here with him being told was a response to obedience. That means he would have not received the power of God if he never gave God his yes. My guy is still insecure at this point. He's still not trusting Jesus at this point. He still has no like legit faith right now. Like he doesn't have like that Abraham faith. In God. We don't talk about that own of faith, right? We talking about like bootleg faith. Right? He does not have it going on. He's like God, look, I hear you though, and this is where we find ourselves. Gideon was insecure in his belief and was lacking confidence in his faith, so he questioned God, and then he went with God. Now I mean, listen, listen, all more It's cool to question God. God, let to do Let me ask again. Are you really told to do this? It is okay to question God when it's not okay, when you're questioning God, I make you from Mm obedience. Obedience is the key that unlocks security. Obedience Obedience is the key that unlocks security. The security you're looking for in Jesus, in your situation, God's telling you to do something, you might be telling you to do something, you're not you have only to store the answer that comes Him when you obey Him. God gives you security, until you obey. Watch this. Until you see yes, you're not going to get anything more. But when you say peace, God will give you nothing less. The key to unlocking your security is obedience. On the mindset of faith better than sacrifice. Faith. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. And last week we talked about this. The angel of God came, the angel of the Lord came in and saw Gideon there. He saw Gideon and was like, Yo, Gideon, uh, what's up? Gideon? What I was oh, Oh, really? You think God is with me? Oh, you know what? Wait a minute. Let me go and get something real quick and just make sure that uh, God. He goes inside, he gets an offering. And the Bible says he prepares it and brings it to the angel. And the angel then what? Sends it up as an offering. to the fool it's blessed to turn on the fire for good. He chose to give an offering. But I believe in this scripture, in this moment, that what God wanted to do was God to go. I want your obedience. And if you give me I will give you a sacrifice. oh let me go get this feet I can go on a kitchen for our day and I'm like to but that, that, that right there is not what God wants God is going to want you to get yourself together and then forget something to him he wants you to take what you want and come to the place where he is and allow him to govern your steps Psalm 119, 105 the Lord shall become a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your cup God wants to do something so crazy in your life, but he wants to order your steps. the Bible says that the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by God. He righteous. But you're not obedient. When you're obedient to God, God will order your steps. God says, no, but the righteous man, he was upright in all his ways. I'm like, for real? Everyone's like, he wasn't right here, or here, or here, and I finally got it, is because he told you to obey. Mm-hmm. To obey is better. I, so much time to go through this here. I'm, I don't know if we're going to get through it, but I want to make sure because these points are very, very important. God will cover you along the way, but he will not cover you before. Then the Spirit, verse 24, and the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. Jesus. He blew a red horn and then calls the arm. The men and the clan of Abner came to him. And verse 45 says, Then also the messenger throughout Manasseh and were also came. And just found out that when you choose to obey God, people will follow you, support you, bless you, because the plan of God yes, and amen. And nobody can't do anything but agree. Maybe they like, you know just your hands are going clean? I'm It doesn't make sense why they following you. But they just want to be a part of what God's doing in their life because the promises of God, yes and amen, the blessings of God, make it rich and they add soul. It's like they come to a point of start It's like to am going to obey." That's what verse 34 says He blew a ram's horn. I mean, he did something when God told him to go. He blew the horn. As a result of blowing the horn, people came. People came to the place where he was. Gideon's response to being sent by God was through obedience. He blew the ram's horn and then called for the men Call for the different men around him to come and fight. When God calls you, there will be evidence by the people around you. When God calls you, others will answer. And when God calls you, doors will open. I'm going to say with me. Verse 25 says, He also sent messengers throughout Manasseh, that's devil. and that's how he summoned the word. Everybody came around once they heard and She said yes to God. You want to know what I found out? I found not doubt that my yes to God is the most powerful thing I possess. Oh, watch this. The yes that you have, God doesn't own it. How about the great theology here? The yes that you have, God doesn't own it. Because the one moment that he gave man that he cannot take and have a power over, although he has authority over through Christ Jesus, is our choice. Yes. Yeah. And this is wonderful. When he's right bored, he can choose Jesus or not. Oh, yeah, I need mean that. Good luck. The so way my forehead
0: is set up. I got 10 minutes later. You know, <laughs> years, like zero,
1: so I don't understand. Now, realize that when you say yes to God, doors begin begins to open, what is it, to the end? At the end of verse 35, it says, and all of them responded. All of them responded. Write this down. God will give you all that you need to respond to all that he's gives you. God will give you all that you need to respond with all that he's given you. If he gives you a rough season to operate, it will give you all you need to navigate through. If you need God, will give it. And then he says to God, if you truly are going to use me the way He times you would. Okay? Put it to me in this way. I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. If the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, okay, but the brown is rough, then I will know, then I will know you are going to help me rest the as you promised. Then I will know that you want to use, use me to do something special in this plant. Watch the point. This leads me to understand a very important point. I know we getting close to an end. I'm going to try my best to really kind of dive down to i want to special time. But it leads me to understand <clears throat> that it's possible to receive a word from God, to receive the power from God, but still not respond. This one, the angel came to him in the form of God's voice with the face. So, so, he saw a word from God. But came you when know he was clothed? He was clothed. But guess what happened. In, he was going stuff. He responded and he said, okay, cool. But I realized something. It's possible to not respond to God instead of everything that you see. There are a lot of people that are so stubborn in their faith that they not only don't want to accept God's plan for the but they don't want to allow him in. And what ends up happening is we get frustrated to the things of God. When somebody who doesn't do it right comes into your kitchen and they cook food and it smells back and it tastes back. Wait a second. You want to the because God gave me everything? that I need to cook the food. God, what were you doing in the lives? So forth and so forth. He never ever power from God yet? He felt insecure still. How is it possible to feel insecure even though God clothed you? Because you're used to God to use that to freedom and security. If you don't say yes to God, don't give you all in the world's way. But guess what? I don't think you anywhere. I found that when yes to God is one of the most powerful things that you have as a believer. When you say yes to God, it puts you in a place where God can use you. But watch this. Like, yeah, God. Uh, and then I realized something the word yes means nothing. Saying yes to God isn't when you give God your yes, it's different than when you tell God yes. There was a time in my life, that I can't finish this message. There was a time in my life where I said yes to God, and I was like, Yeah, God, you go, go, God. And I thought that God was going to use me, and I realized that thing started happening, and it was primarily because. I said yes, but I didn't give God my yes. I realized that giving God your yes is different than saying yes. So now I understand that the process to redemption and freedom and security from the insecure places that I live in is actually found in my yes to God. It wasn't until I found out that my yes was the same thing as my obedience. At that moment, I realized that the obedience God was looking for was a yes. And I want everybody in here online to listen to what I'm saying. The obedience that God is looking for is your yes. The yes is not God, yes. The yes is, I offer my yes. It's saying, God, here I am, use me. Have your will, have your way. If it doesn't work out, then God is good. If it works out, then God is good. When you give God the yes, you separate yourself from anything else that can come into the practice of the plan of God. Are you you don't need to be healed from insecurity for you to experience God's security. I'm last week. You don't need to be healed. We are here like God healed you five years ago. God's like, I don't want to. I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I really don't want to. When I see you, I know it's rough, but I don't want to. I want to take you into a place where your insecurity makes you feel so weak you have to rely on me. And when you do say yes, then you to me. I'm going to take you to a place where you knew the only I could do what I told you to do. God has a plan for your life and he wants to do something in you and through your life. On. Break this down. God tried Jonah. God tried Moses. God tried Gideon. And God wants to try you. Say this, Even though God wants to try you, most of us don't want God to try us. We don't want to mess with him, but I urge you in this moment, in this season of you saying yes to God, finding your place and submitting to God, I'm encouraging you, don't be looking for too much confirmation. I'm going to have make a for this since there's so much that I haven't been able to touch, but I want you to understand that there is so much confirmation. Obedience is the key to overcoming insecurity. And the Bible says it is better to obey than it is to sacrifice. and Gideon chose to do the same. It's so important. Jump down with me to the end of this verse. So I want you guys to really grab hold of this last point and I'm going to bring it to a close because there's just been so much to unpack in this scripture. It says, and it just so happened in verse 38, when Gideon got up early the next morning, he squeezed the fleece. And wrung it out and saw that there was water where he had prayed. For. God, this is so good. I hope y'all can hear me online still. This is so good. He told God, If it really is you, what I want you to do is I want you to give me a sign. Give me a sign. I'm going to tell you it's going to be dry outside, but I want to wake up in the morning and I want somehow for this place to be wet. And the next morning. What happened? It happened? The vegan said, well, no, it's cool. I appreciate the fact you did that. You know what? I could be God, but not too sure. what, anyway, can we do this one more time? This time, instead of the police being wet, tomorrow morning, let it rain. Let dew be on the floor, and all of a sudden, let the police be dry. The next morning came, It was due everywhere. And the fleece itself was dry. What was so interesting to note about this scripture was that Gideon himself started asking over and over and over for a sign from God that was that did not need to come. I believe in this context, it took Gideon two texts to figure it out. But there are some of us that have been going through lifelong tests in our life. But we have not identified what that fleece is in our life that is causing us to keep asking God the same questions over and over and over. God, if you are, call me, God. give me a sign. God sends you a sign. If you recognize it or you don't recognize it, oh, well, you know what? God is you. Well, you know what? Give me another sign. What ends up happening is we find ourselves on repeat, over and over and over, going through the same test in the same situations every single day for years, not knowing that God doesn't even want you to just step out of it. But He wants you to say yes while you are in. The place that God wants to do in your life is in your heart. Your heart is the place where you make the decision of obedience. It's not your mind. If you make a mental decision like one plus one is two superstitions who is for okay, obey. Okay. It's not going to make sense. The revelation behind this is that God reveals Himself through you, through you, in your life. And even though it doesn't make sense, you just want to do what God called you to do. I want you to stretch your hands. Are we still alive? Are we still alive right now? I want to stretch, I want you all to stretch your hands for a minute. I want to just speak something into your life. I believe that there is a fleece in our lives that is causing us to be stuck in a cycle of repeat. And the cycle of repeat that is preventing you from going to that next level of glory in your life is the one thing that God wants to use to take you to the next glory in your life. I believe that the fleece, you know what that is, begin to think about what is the thing that makes me keep on asking God over and over and over. Lord, like, is this you? Is this you? God, is this you? i come here today to tell you that God has been moving, that he still is moving, that it's not changing. Nothing has changed, but God is faithful. He's going to do what he says I to do in every single one of you, but he is looking for your obedience. Tonight, I'm going to give you an opportunity to make that decision to God. It's to say, Lord, I want to obey you, and I don't know how, but I'm going to start by saying yes. And if you can start by saying yes to God, you give God an opportunity to shift the place that he has you and take you for a whole other level of glory. I want to pray for you right now. Father, we thank you, God, for what you're doing in the lives of your people. Father, you're, you're, you're faithful. You, you, you do what you set out to do when you see it fit and you're, you're consistent. Father, even though it doesn't make sense to us, we we just know that you're working. And Father, even to everyone in this room and those online and social media, God, I know that you're working. If there is something to grasp and to pull from our situations, Lord, help me to understand the fleece in my life that is preventing me from stepping into the promise that you have me, that you have my life. And God, once you help me to understand what that is, Lord. I just pray that you would help us to respond. Help us to respond in obedience, not to respond in sacrifice, but to know that there was so much more on the other end of the line. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives and everyone in here and across the world. Father, I pray that you would continue to strengthen us, to uplift us, to encourage us, and to do which you set out to do in us in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you will bless us, encourage us, and uplift us in Jesus' mighty name. I just want to pray for this next person in here who might be feeling like, you know, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. This Jesus that we out here are here so passionate about and we talk about him. That's, God, I just want to know more. So I want to invite you into my life. I want to pray for you I also want to pray for those who have not, who have accepted Jesus before, but you want to rededicate yourself. You want to start this thing over. You want to run it back that you didn't get it this whole time, but you want to try again. I want to pray for you. I want you to repeat these words after me. Actually, everybody in here, online, I want you to repeat these words after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I invite you into my life. As my Lord and my Savior, Father, strengthen me, uplift me, encourage me, detoxify me, and come on the inside of me. In the name of Jesus, Father, come into my life as my Lord and Savior, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Hey, family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you have any questions, comments, testimonies or prayer requests, we would love to hear from you. Send us a message to the detox movement on all social platforms and be sure to get your official detox brand merch at the detox brand.com. And above all things, family, remember that you are loved, you are blessed, you are beautiful. And most importantly, you are detoxified by God's amazing grace. And until next week, family, God bless you.